0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Tiny Room, welcome back to Michael and Benjamin's podcast. I am the Michael of Michael and Benjamin's podcast and I am joined by the man who put the Ben into mind-bendingly hot takes on pop culture topics, it's Ben.
1: I'll boggle your brain, Michael, I'll boggle your brain with my roasting
0: hot takes. You bloody will, Ben. Ben, the original joke I wrote down was he puts the Ben back in Bender. And then, Ben, I got a phone call and it was the 90s and they said to me, hello, Mick, this is the 90s speaking. We'd like our regressive attitudes towards homosexual slurs back, please. So uh, I think we all learned a lesson that there is neither the time nor the place for that.
1: We'll have less of those regressive homosexual slurs. Do you know, Michael, in this modern age, in this modern age, a man can sing. A man can dance, a man can do a little musical number before a podcast, for example. The music for the
0: podcast, we don't actually have anything music. Very good and very amusing. Benjamin. Yeah. It has been, speaking of regressive uh, regressive (laughs) things this week, it hasn't been a great week for the Cinematorium.
1: No, we've, we've not been doing great, Michael. We we haven't had a lot.
0: No. Haven't had a lot to go on. No. Benjamin, and the latest somewhat bad news brought to us by this this month's developments in the world of COVID is that the James Bond number 26, James Bond, This Is Neither The Time Nor The Place To Die, has uh, once again, I came up with that earlier. I was pretty proud of it. It's very good. Um, it has been pushed back uh, once again, Ben. To uh, to March next year, probably. Yeah, I think everything, Michael.
1: It's really interesting, isn't it? Hollywood's just not getting with the times here. They're like, no, but I want my premiere. I want my worldwide release. I want my cinema.
0: Here's the funny thing, though, Ben. Yeah. As you know, Ben, James Bond, um, the licensed James Bond is owned by the Broccoli family. I didn't know that, Michael. Yeah, yeah, they're Italians and they own own the James Bond characters, the Brocolis. Um, (laughs) They're named, named after the vegetable. And Benjamin, that in turn is then owned by Regency Pictures. Oh, yes, yes. And Regency Pictures, Ben, in turn, are owned by your friend and mine, Cineworld Cinemas. Oh, well, Michael, we have a Cineworld Cinema right here in Dublin town. We do indeed, Ben. I used to work there, in fact. What? And Benjamin. Hang on, wait yeah. too... <laughs> oh. yes? You
1: worked in Cineworld yes. Cinema.
0: Yes, I did. Did you not know this? You and I have known each other these three long years. These three and something <laughs> long years. <laughs> Benjamin, just we've known each other a lot longer than three years. We... Just to be sure. You, you were in Italy three years ago, pretty much. In 2018, Michael It's been a long time, Ben Okay It's now We've known
1: each other These long, non-definable years Yeah And I have
0: never known That you worked in a cinema Yeah, yeah I worked in City World Cinema, Ben It's a long I have some good tales, Ben I'll tell you sometimes say you do Yeah, 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 yeah Ben, I uh, My favourite was the film Nine Songs Did you ever see the film Nine Songs? I never had the pleasure Of seeing the film Nine Songs Nine Songs was the closest thing To a pornographic film Ever released in the cinema in Ireland (laughs) And it was my job to uh, help older gentlemen out of the screen When they had finished their business Oh Michael, no Yes, it was quite unpleasant Benjamin, that's not what we're here to talk about though Cineworld, unlike when they showed nine songs and older gentlemen watched it Have had a bit of a strop about this announcement Why? And they have said, well if we're not doing James Bond Well that's it, we're done And they're closing all their cinemas until March next year Oh what? Oh yeah. Isn't that big news? Oh wow. That's that's uh that's a hefty lump of news. That's a big big old chunk of news alright, isn't it? That's that's a
1: global that's that's a a fair whack of economies around the world taking a hit there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of jobs. Um that's a lot of jobs. A lot of jobs. And I don't know how big Cineworld are internationally, to be honest, but um I know that they are the biggest cinema in Ireland. That's a bit of a strop, Michael, that's a strop and a half. Not the biggest cinema chain in Ireland, Ben. Who's that, View? I don't know, actually. It's it doesn't really matter, Michael. It doesn't it's matter, for does our other
1: podcast, The Economics of Screen. Bloody yeah, yeah, yeah. making silver from the screen. Uh, look but at anyway, the economics yeah. of cinemas around the world.
0: All it took was, uh, James Bond, this is neither the time nor place for dying to be cancelled. And now the cinema industry in Ireland is going to fold. So Ben, that's not great, is it?
1: Uh, No it's pretty terrible news Michael that I didn't know about until you bloody bloody brought it up on this here podcast
0: Well that's one of the things that this podcast is for Ben it's keeping people up to date with pop culture news The depressing pop culture news of cinema's decline in Ireland But don't worry Ben there is also positive news Go on Because while cinema is reeling Ben television or not television do, do we even call it television anymore Ben let's just call it collectively the streaming services Yes, that's what they are, Michael. Yeah, the streaming services are chugging along nicely. Well, that's good news, Michael. That's excellent news, Michael. Yeah. I believe, yeah, yeah. Michael, you have a bit of news for me. <laughs> what are you looking up, ben? Sorry, I'm being distracted <laughs> by something. I'm looking up World's decline in Dublin. <laughs> Leave me alone. Okay, right. Benjamin, you'll what? remember that Jennifer Walters is the cousin of the Incredible Hulk. She is, yep. Yeah. yeah, and she gets a blood transfusion from the Incredible Hulk and becomes the equally incredible She-Hulk. She-Hulk, Shulk. Yeah, and Ben, she's getting a TV show. And now there's a lead. Who is? Your favourite actress, Ben, and mine, Tatiana Maslani. Oh, yes, the the girl whose several posters I have on my wall. Yes, yes, yes. You'll remember her, Ben, from Orphan Black. I won't, but yeah, go on. Have you never seen the show Orphan Black? No,
1: Michael, I've been told about the show Orphan Black by one Michael J. Leonard.
0: It's a good show, Ben. It's In, in the show, Tatiana Maslani plays... Um, all of the female characters. And she's very good, apparently. She's be. very, very, very good. She's won many awards, Ben. It's awards, an interesting, you say? It's an interesting casting choice. Go on. It, it would seem to imply to me, Benjamin, Yes, that they're going to go down the same route as they did with Mark Ruffalo and Hulk. In that they have two distinct... Looks. Warring personalities, not necessarily warring personalities. And she, I mean, part of She-Hulk is that she retains her intelligence in Hulk form.
1: Yeah, she's a pretty smart lady.
0: She's a smart lady. She's a lawyer.
1: She's she's got legal legal prestige.
0: But I imagine they'll be doing. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a big CGI character because you're not just going to paint Tatiana Maslany green That's and not have a. Work. No, it's not going to work, Ben. She's not that big.
1: Were you hoping for a Lou Ferrigno style Hulk series?
0: I very much wasn't Ben, and what I'm saying is that this casting, <laughs> this casting shows that it isn't going to be that. You left me wide
1: open, Michael. I had to take the shot. No, no, no. I shot. think
0: you're right. I think you were right to ask Ben. No, so I mean, it's not like 15 years ago when everyone was saying China from the WWE should play uh, She Hulk. Oh that wouldn't work. Because then they just paint her green and it'd be very How cheap. How
1: excellent would that be? Oh. I mean, it would
0: be pretty good. But she, even like, there's no woman alive big enough to play She-Hulk non-CG, Ben. It no. just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Plus She's... they have that Disney budget, Michael. They've got that Disney money, Ben. That yeah. They've got that WandaVision budget. They've got that Winter Soldier and Bucky v- budget.
1: They've got that Tom Holland Spider-Man money,
0: yo. They've got that, Ben. They've got that bloody... um. They've got that uh, Miss Marvel budget. They've got that more money than this podcast will ever make. Michael, money. Oh yeah, of course they do, Ben. That's ridiculous. This podcast yeah. costs yeah. money. Yeah. Yeah. Benjamin, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. the other piece of casting news. If they, I, I was doing a segue there, but you you just trot all over it because you're oh, so, so, so unaware Michael. of what's going on. They've also cast Miss Marvel for the TV show Miss Marvel. Excellent.
1: Well done, Michael. Now, Michael, yeah. between you and I, between you and I, as a little wry aside here, we're going to educate the listeners by saying that's not Captain Marvel, Michael, because she's already been cast. No, tell that's me who that's even uh, is.
0: that's Brie Larson, Ben. Brie she Larson. Was in, she was in the film Captain Marvel.
1: Captain Marvel, starring Brie Larson.
0: Starring Brie Larson. Yes. And um, Ben, why don't you tell us who even is Miss Marvel, and then you start telling us that, and I'll just wait until you've said something wrong, and then I'll hop in and contradict you.
1: Excellent. That's wonderful. Thank you. Um,
0: so. Miss Marvel. <laughs> that's how was. the podcast works, Ben.
1: That is how the podcast works. Yeah, I know. It just hurts my soul every time we actually say that out loud. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 Go Michael, Miss Marvel is the 2011 character that was introduced in the Marvel Now reboot at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: 2013, but close enough.
1: 2013. Okay, fair enough. Good. We're off <laughs> no. to an excellent start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> see, if you had told me this, Michael, I probably could have looked her up. But and we'll so that's that's the I
0: source have. of a lot of the humor of this bit, Ben. To be honest with you. <laughs>
1: And the big difference here Michael is that this Miss Marvel is a is an inhuman. Yeah. Uh because this was during the period where Marvel was like well if we can't have the rights to X-Men let's just put make everybody an inhuman.
0: Very much so Ben although you'll never find that officially written down somewhere. <laughs> but, you might in you, know, you might in 20 years in a looking back on Marvel in the 2010s <laughs> retrospective but
1: unofficially that was everywhere. Yeah. And what happened there Michael we got Kamala I'm going to get the name wrong
0: Kamala Khan, no you're right, you're right, you're on the right track
1: Kamala Khan And Kamala Khan was a teenager Yeah And the really interesting thing about Kamala Khan And something that made her a little bit of a progressive character, Michael Is that she's Muslim
0: She's a Muslim Muslim teenage girl
1: She's a Muslim teenage girl, she's about 13 years old, Michael I don't remember uh, When her powers are activated and she becomes a shape-shifting Kind of creature And she names herself after Captain Marvel Who she aspires to be she's very impressed by that lady and yeah, michael yeah. to say yeah. that kamala khan was an international sensation would be an understatement she she took off and became massively popular around the world in terms she's, of she's um
0: she's all over the place ben she's in comic books In comic she books, is, she is the main character ben believe it or not in the 2020 avengers video game from square enix what yeah yeah she's the main that's very character unusual michael isn't it uh, well benjamin that's that's game revolves around the Avengers being uh, disassembled oh classic and then you you enter the scene as Kamala Khan young Kamala Khan and take it upon yourself to sort it out K-Dog cleaning up the streets <laughs> I don't know if that's what they call her but you can call her that that's fine anyway Benjamin Go on. she has been casted she's been casted yeah. by who? by Sony no Marvel I guess and who, who who is it to be? her name is Iman Villani Ben She's a uh, young, she's a young Canadian lady. What? Yeah, I mean, she's, she's a newcomer, Ben. So there, I, there, I don't think there's much to say about her. You'd probably need that though, Michael,
1: for such a character. You'd need a newcomer. Couldn't, you couldn't have a celebrity filling in the boots there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would have cast Alison Brie. From yes. Community. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I probably would have gone with the more established character of Captain Marvel.
0: No, no, no. I would have cast Alison Brie, not Brie Larson. Alison oh, Brie Alison from Community.
1: Brie. Well, you see, there's a problem there, Michael, in terms of yeah. representation. Alison Brie is not Muslim. You see.
0: Yeah, yeah. She's a thirty-something-year-old white woman. Um, but you know, <laughs> in fact she probably colorblind could casting. play. <laughs> she has a baby face. Yeah, yeah. She's. I, I don't know if she could. Ben. Also, I wouldn't have. I think it's great casting. Well, I mean, I don't think it's great casting because I don't know we if she's seen any her. good. <laughs> But uh, she certainly looks the part. It's uh, appropriate casting, Michael. It's yeah, appropriate casting.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, so Michael, what notes. else have you got? Ben. Yes.
0: It's all casting news this week. Oh, yes. And there is the maddest bit of casting news of the entire year. Yeah. Yeah, this is bzonkers, Ben. Okay. Like This is weird. Go on. Um, guess who is playing Electro? In the next Spider-Man film
1: Oh Michael I do know this bit of news Michael Michael He's blue He's a little bit obsessed He's got a thing for electric eels It's Mr.
0: Jamie Fox And you're talking about The, the actor Jamie Fox there Not the character
1: Yes he's blue And fell into a vat of electric eels And was transformed And became a Hollywood sensation Because he doesn't need special
0: effects To do his roles yeah, yeah, yeah. He's playing Electro, Ben. They're bringing him back. They're bringing what's him back. What's going on? They're, but they're not bringing him black Blue. No,
1: he's going to be a different Electro, according to Mr. Jamie Fox.
0: Yeah, what's going on, Ben?
1: I don't know, Michael. I don't know. What, Do you, it re, what really fascinates me here, Michael, is that Electro was probably one of the least popular characters of the ill-fated 2014? I'd say the, I'd say so, yeah. Mark Webb directed series starring Andrew Garfield and Miss Emma Stone.
0: Andrew Garfield and everyone else. And everyone was, else, Michael. There was, it, was Green it, Goblin, d- there was Electro, there was Sandman, there was the Lizard, there was... No, Sandman wasn't it. But there was too many people in that film. There was a, a nod towards the Lizard, there was a bloody Rhino, Paul Giamatti playing the Rhino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Benjamin, Michael, I... Go on. It wasn't very good. It wasn't great, Ben. But... I don't know if you ever read the leaked Sony emails that led to the whole Spider-Man Fox merger. Um but Kevin Feige liked mm-hmm. it. He oh. sent them he liked Jamie Foxx's electro. And he sent them notes saying, take out the apartment scene where he's at home talking to himself, obsessing about Spider-Man, which clearly shows him to be a complete and utter mental case. Yes. And then you have a good character.
1: That's... Do you know what? They probably should have listened to yeah, Marvel yeah, yeah. Wizard Kevin Feige.
0: Kevin Feige. They probably should have listened to him. And Benjamin, in in light of this announcement, I watched back the um, the scene, the Central part, Not Central Park. What's that place called? Times Square. Oh, yeah. The Times Square scene. The Times Square scene from Amazing Spider-Man. And if you take out the backstory and the teeth gap... And mm. the the nerdy guy who everyone forgets his name. If you take out that overly hammy side of the character, he's pretty cool.
1: One of the is this the scene, Michael? The, one of the things that fascinates me the most about that scene that you're talking about is they they use Jamie Fox's paranoid monologue as soundtracking.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant, and it's pretty good. Yeah,
1: like yeah, it's, yeah. It's definitely the best scene in the film, and it's incredibly Kanye West inspired. There is a bit of that, all right. When now. you look at it, and it's such a a little
0: time capsule of the zeitgeist in 2014. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. one
1: thing, and it would have been class.
0: Yeah, yeah. Except for that whole—he's at home and he's a nerd, and he has a birthday party for himself, and everyone hates him. The nerd thing was weird. Yeah, yeah, the, it was.
1: The it was. the strange the the wardrobe choice the yeah. the gap in the, <laughs> the teeth that disappeared vocal and he became electro. It's just weird.
0: Um. Yeah, that scene is great, Ben. The uh, the it starts with everyone shouting at him and a kind of faint buzz of electricity. Yeah. Then his own paranoid ramblings start coming in, and the electricity buzz gets even louder, it's and then good. it it all merges into a combination of the environmental sound of the fight and the soundtrack. It's it's cool. I assume it was Hans Zimmer, but I don't know. It's pretty interesting. You, it's always probably safe to assume
1: any kind of blockbuster. It was probably Hans Zimmer or got, Hans Zimmer taking the credit.
0: Yeah, I'll look it up while you spin your wheels. I have. Uh, what were we supposed to talk about, Michael? I don't have anything to spin my wheels about. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough then. You just spin your wheels there. Oh, great. Well, I, uh, so anyway,
1: it's its pretty interesting and I think Jamie Foxx probably... This is probably one of the first cases... It is Hans cases. Zimmer. There you go. You nailed it. This is pretty interesting in that it's... One of the first times, Michael, that a, an actor has been brought back to say, play the same character in a second universe, apart from yeah. J.K. Simmons, who's been brought back to play bloody J. Jonah Jameson.
0: I oh, know. And then, Ben, there's also the weird thing that Michael Keaton's vulture is going to be in Morbius. Yeah, what's that? Is Morbius still a thing? Is that still uh, I don't know. I, we haven't heard sight nor sound of it. It's in- just disappeared. <laughs> I. Fucking weird. So there's weird shit going on in the Sony Spider-Man universe. I think they're head. I think they're heading towards a Spider Verse. I think they're gonna do a live-action Spider Verse. Oh,
1: oh, should they though, Michael?
0: I think they're going to. Oh. I think that's where it's going.
1: Oh, I don't know how I feel about it. Not oh no. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh
0: um, no. Anyway, Michael, yeah. go on. You have more news for me. No, I don't actually, but there was you wanted to talk about the Spider-Man controversy about what his face should look like.
1: Oh yeah, Michael. Um the PS5 is coming out, Michael, and the Xbox
0: S, is that what the the competitor is? Xboxes, yeah.
1: Yeah, Xbox <laughs> Xboxes. Um and Michael, they're they're remastering all their recent games, Michael, because that'll give them a nice little cannon to launch with the console. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. within that comes one of the PS4's most successful titles, Spider-Man.
0: PlayStation Spider-Man. It's great. It's a good game.
1: Great game. Michael, they've re-released it. And as mm-hmm. usual, I'm not that into redefined games. And they're like, oh, look at these edgy graphics. But they did what can only be described as a, a pretty interesting choice, Michael. They've completely redesigned the Peter Parker character. Yeah, weird. Everybody else is the same. Yeah, yeah, weird. And they've decided to make him younger? Yeah, yeah, it's weird. The new one and blockier and more like Tom Holland. Yeah, 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 it's weird. But if Tom Holland had a had a baby with a sim. It's
0: weird. Yeah, it's weird. Why would they do it? I don't know why they did it.
1: And Michael there's controversy to say the least. Of course there is. Of course there is. Because people are like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait." This isn't like a HD redo. This is a completely different version of character
0: They've just redone it. It's bizarre.
1: Not that it matters, Michael. Not that it matters. Um, That's not the only bit of controversy that has come with this because they've announced their sequel to that game, which is starring Miles Morales, which, Michael, makes perfect sense because he was introduced in that game and a pretty interesting character in terms of representation. But, Michael, here's an interesting thing for you.
0: Give me the interesting thing. A
1: lot of gamers don't know that Miles Morales is a thing in the comics. (laughs) Do they not? And their video launch... Was marred by the thing of oh great they're making Spider-Man black now and people were like no 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 Peter Did Parker you that? is ten black. years ago what are you talking about <laughs> yeah no 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 Peter Parker isn't black that's Miles Morales and they were like oh typical SJW bullshit and it was great Michael it was a lot of fun. Um, get the
0: get up to date with your racism, lads. That's ten years ago racism
1: It's so interesting, isn't it? It's yeah, just... yeah they,
0: they should get onto the nineties and talk to them about calling people benders. It's not acceptable
1: It's weird, Michael, that racists just can't get with the times, isn't it? Get with the <laughs> times,
0: racists <laughs> at least get upset about up to date stuff.
1: That that little message there from Michael and Benjamin's podcast should sort out racism in the 21st century. Yeah, we've century, sorted we've done
0: it. I am still <laughs> upset that there's a female Hulk, to be honest with you. That's ridiculous. It doesn't have to it doesn't have to be a Spider-Woman. There doesn't have to be a female of everything else. Why can't they just be secretaries? It's ridiculous. <laughs> Betty Brant was a great character in the Spider-Man yeah.
1: comics and she was happy in her medium job.
0: Yeah, yeah, Pepper Potts. It's great. The, all these female versions—it's it. ridiculous. <laughs> uh, just in case, just in case, this comes back to haunt me in fifteen years out of context. That was satire. I was doing a satire. It's really and, uh, interesting,
1: Michael. In an alternate universe,
0: that could have been what this podcast was. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that'd be great. It'd probably have more listeners, Ben. <laughs> just a very bitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bitterer the podcast, the more the listeners as there are. <laughs> anyway, the bitterer the listener, Michael, <laughs> Benjamin, go on. What's left? I think that's it. Is that all the news? I, I don't... I've nothing else written down here. Oh, right, Michael, I, last I, all, week. I've, all I've got written down here, Ben, is casting news, Sony's Spider-Man, sort out racism, and then uh, PS5 Spider-Man.
1: And we've done all that, Michael. We've done all of that. We've Primarily out the out. racism lark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, we can move on now. <laughs> yes, Benjamin. So, so, Michael. Michael. Yes. Last week, you and I took a look at the film Dune, or rather the trailer for the film Dune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say it like that for the whole episode. <clears throat> that, that'll that be grating. And that led to a prompt by a good friend, and enemy of myself, uh, yeah. Pup and Riker on Instagram, yeah, yeah. or also known as Podcast Wanker, also known as Shane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's on the podcast sometimes. He's on the podcast quite often, actually. And Shane said, do you know what? Do you know what? You millennials... Yeah. And this was aimed at me You keep going along And looking at those Sci-fi classics And saying Peshaw 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 I don't have to pshaw, read pshaw. that It's old Yeah 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 And then he said Your hubris comes back To bite you in the ass Because people like you Ben You yeah. You go and you read your dune And you love yeah. it yeah. And you love it It's very good it. Ben
0: It's an all time classic
1: It's an all time classic Michael And I was like Yeah fair enough Fair enough And he's like You Should you, have to ben eat Jim. your own hat And do an episode Where you looked at Other old things That are still great Yeah, eat crow as they say Eat crow as they say So here I am, bib tucked, Mm -hmm. knife and fork in hand, feathered avian of blackish night in front of me And I'm about Mm -hmm. to have a little nibble Michael, so that's what we're going to be looking at today
0: It's a metaphorical crow though Ben, please don't eat that that bird you have in front of you
1: No, I'm only joking, it's a prop Michael, it's a prop Oh good, yeah 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 Prop for Halloween, spooky prop So anyway Michael, I've decided to do just that Go on then take a bloody look at it and uh, I've, I've come up with a few classics, Michael. I spent the week researching and having a look around. We also asked the listeners, and we'll get to that in time. But I took a look at what might work. And, Michael, I decided to start with something that you, but pro- predominantly Shane, are a big yeah. fan of. And I took a look at The Stand from 1978 and Mr. Stephen King. The Strand. The Strand, yeah. It's uh, out towards, you know where it Dolly is. Dollymount. Dolly out Mount, towards yeah. Dollymount there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it's really interesting. Mike, uh, so Stephen King travelled here in... 1978 and he found the strand and he found enormous peace there but he said wouldn't it be interesting if you let a virus loose in Dublin and let it divide the citizens right down the middle between those who fall into anarchy and a worship of chaos and those who kind of turn towards religious cult followings and things like that and then he said oh that'd be good but it probably wouldn't sell in America so what I'll do is I'll just set it in America instead right 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 that's a little known fact Michael that most of Stephen King's novels have been inspired by Dublin
0: Ah, I, uh, I actually didn't know that
1: Yeah, like the film It um, mm. Stephen Stephen King was visiting Dublin yet again And he went to Duffy's Circus here in Dublin while he was there And had a very <laughs> scarring experience with a clown And said, oh ah. man, isn't it weird that clowns walk around in sewers here And he was like, oh I should probably just set that in America
0: so it sells Yeah, yeah, in north uh, in north north-western, northeastern America Bloody Derry, Maine Derry, Maine Benjamin, Maine. what what the hell is the stand?
1: Uh, the stand, Michael, is a nineteen seventy eight novel about the collapse of society.
0: Oh, I like those.
1: Uh, yeah, well, there's a lot of there's a lot of those today, Michael. So you'll enjoy today's episode, Michael. Oh, I took a look at this for one reason and one reason only. You and I are living through the coronavirus. We are, yeah. And it's pretty interesting because every once in a while you'll go through things, and the amount of conspiracy theories that pop up. Around this coronavirus being a weaponized virus and it's been unleashed on purpose and da 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 da, 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 da rings very true. It smacks Michael of nineteen seventy eight the stand um, Go on. now the stand is a tome Okay, right. it is basically a barn door of a novel. it's huge, and it's kind of one of those classic Stephen King things that goes on and on and on and on and on and on, and on. a bit like this podcast michael. <laughs>
0: Unstoppable
1: And it features around That exact incident Happening in the United States Of America Michael There is a uh, a Weaponized virus created Yeah And It breaks out In a facility And One of the The security guard there A man called Charles Campion He decides He takes the The anti-masker Attitude All right, he kind of He kind of says Well I'm going to look after my family So he slips out Before the lockdown Of the CDC facility That would contain that breach Oh. And he's like, well, I'm going to get my family and bloody drive across the country. Well, he's going to infect everyone now, Ben. He is, because he's a selfish git, Michael. And that's exactly right, right, what right. happens. So he drives around, starts infecting people. And it gets out that this virus has been spreading. So what does the
0: United States government do, Michael? I'd say just shut off the whole town.
1: Uh, yeah, up. well, that would be the sensible thing to do, Michael. But what they actually do is they unleash the virus on China and Russia and try to ah, make it look like classic, their fault. Classic like, oh, it was, it was them. It was those guys yeah, yeah, yeah. And they unleashed the, the virus And then Michael the, the, Basically the fallout Of that virus being unleashed um, It has a 99.4% Fatality rate That's pretty high Ben That is considerably higher Than the coronavirus Pretty darn high Michael Pretty darn yeah. high And You can imagine what that would do To the landscape Michael It would imagine what it would do To the political geoscape There would be speech. very few people uh, And it wipes them all out Michael Except for Handfuls of survivors Here and there Right, right, right. Now, that doesn't sound very Stephen Kingy, Michael. That sounds like a traditional kind of bloody virus novel. But then, oh, then, no. here we here deal we go. with the societal breakdown that comes after that, Michael. So, society begins to break down, and we follow, our, I suppose, our main window into this new society, Michael, is a man called
0: Stew. Stu. Stew. Stu. Stew. A warming winter meal.
1: As a warming winter meal guides us through a post apocalyptic yep. American landscape. Very good. Delicious. And really, what breaks down from there, Michael, are the themes of what would happen to humanity in a vacuum of belief or system or structure. How would it go? And it's a bit like Lord of the Flies if Lord of the Flies had nuclear weapons. Oh, gross. Yes, it's pretty bad. Pretty bad.
0: Instead of just putting sticks up each other's bums.
1: So there's a bit of. Yeah, there's no sticks up the arse in this. Well, I can't remember. I haven't read it to completion, Michael, because it's a tome. Yeah, Um, it's too big for you.
0: Too many words. It's too many bloody words, Michael.
1: So anyway, what happens is in in the most Kingian kind of aspect of it is that humanity begins to dream, oh. and what they dream is they have one of two dreams, Michael. Either they are visited by, and I have her name written down here, Miss Abigail. Oh, where's it gone? Oh, it's disappeared, Michael. Yeah, sorry, Mother I think Abigail. That's her name, isn't she just yeah, Mother Abigail? Mother yeah. Abigail, and or Randall Flagg. Now, for any Kingian, you know, lovers out there Randall Flagg we've seen before, Michael We have, he was bloody Matthew McConaughey He's bloody Matthew McConaughey Uh, And he is there as well And in one vision, Mother Abigail is like Come to me, children I am the light of the Lord I will save you Through a nice, cleansing, Garden of Eden-style new world Oh, very Jesus-y And on the other side, you have Randall Flagg Who's like, get your fucking arse over here Or I'm gonna hunt you down and so you have those two very distinct things And Randall Flagg uh, is I suppose the devil of this particular tale And Mother Abigail is the the, the Eve or the, the shining light of the tale Now Michael Yeah It smacks It smacks of false religious salvation Which Stephen King has written about uh, severely over yeah, the years Yeah he loves it It's a warning of false idols and whatnot. So anyway Stu decides to rock on over to Mother Abigail and we kind of get a glimpse into that society. And the rest of the book is taken up, really, Michael, with the clash between the forces of Randall Flagg, uh, Chaos and Anarchy, and the forces of Mother Abigail uh, attempting to reintroduce a system. Now, why did I choose this, Michael? Because Go bloody on. hell, Michael. Bloody yeah. hell. How relevant. How Go relevant on. for the modern discourse in that America. It's
0: Very interesting. Yes. It, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It has interesting parallels. I'd say occasionally... Um, <laughs> I'd say occasionally Stephen King is like, oh God. <laughs> oh God. Oh, what
0: did I do? Uh, maybe I'm the future predictor.
1: But there was an interesting little moment at the beginning of coronavirus where a lot of people were trying to compare the stand to what was currently mm-hmm. happening in America. And Stephen King actually had to weigh in and say, you clearly haven't read the stand. Yeah, I it's it very violent. Filled with nuclear weapons, mm. and it has nothing to do with coronavirus. Because lots of people are like, it's the stand, it's the stand. And it's like, nope, no, it isn't. No, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. But the the political and ideological split between Mother Abigail and Randall Flagg is a little bit like what we see in America. In different strokes and painterly brushes. Uh, you have those who are kind of pushing for. New world order, new system, new this. And there are other people who are trying to rule through fear and domination, Michael. Very Randall Flag-esque kind of world. Get, get out of here, Randall. So that's that's the first one that I chose, Michael, because I
0: thought, you know, I was thinking to myself, that's pretty relevant. Pretty good. Well, it, Benjamin, you must be pretty excited then for the upcoming miniseries, The Stand. I am. Which is coming out on CBS All Access on December 17th, 2020.
1: CBS All Access. Is that where it's
0: yeah, coming from? Starring some of your favourite actors James Marsden I love James Marsden He's Cyclops Yeah Amber Heard You're a big supporter of her Oh no (laughs) And uh, Alexander Skarsgård As Randall Flagg Oh
1: Oh now you see there Michael There's some casting That's good isn't it Oh That's some good casting So that's coming out Michael There's also An ill-fated 1980s adaptation Of this particular book Was it As a TV series. series And oh, that whole thing is up on YouTube. If you want to take a look at it,
0: mm. <laughs> so eighties. Is, is it as good as uh, the nineteen nineties adaptation of? Um, are you sure it was the the eighties? No, th-
1: oh, could have been the nineties.
0: Could have been the nineties. I think it was the nineties. It was nineteen ninety four. Um, Thank it's you. It's not Martin. as good as. It's not as good as. Um, it's not as good as Stephen King's it. It's not as good as Stephen King's Tommyknockers. It's not. It's better Tommy than Stephen knockers. King's Dreamcatchers. But uh, yeah, it's it's not great
1: many things are better than Stephen King's dream catchers yeah 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 many many things (laughs) Um, yeah but it's it's an interesting thing and I think it deals with a lot of of what we kind of see in political in a much tamer version now Michael I am not for a second I'm not for a second implying that Randall Flagg's ideology is rampant in America yeah you are well I actually am yeah I stand by it. yeah
0: yeah you're basically what you've gone ahead there and said is Donald Trump is Randall Flagg that's not what I said that's what you said I didn't say that once
1: I heavily implied it <laughs> <Very> <laughs> Didn't didn't say it once And that way Michael We won't be sued
0: Benjamin have you ever read The Mask of the Red Death?
1: Yes Michael By Edgar Allan
0: Pooh Yeah isn't that an interesting one About uh, like A group of rich socialites Having a, a party During a plague In a big house <laughs> And they coming back To bite them in the ass Michael Yeah 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 <laughs> That's uh, Apropos of nothing Ben ah apropos uh, (laughs) Uh, uh, very good good. Edgar Allan Poe do you get it very good Um, I wonder
1: what inspired you to think of that Michael well Uh, we're talking about uh,
0: we're talking about uh, you know horror horror, uh, things
1: and moronic elites doing things that really No 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 no, we're not talking
0: about that Ben this isn't a political podcast it isn't no it isn't it isn't it isn't right come on get a move on what's next I can see your notes there, there. Michael. i took look at to an even
1: more classic work of fiction The Sirens of Titan.
0: I've never heard of that, Ben. What in the heck is that? So, in 1951, Kurt
1: Vonnegut, oh. who is the eminent American writer of science fiction and deep philosoph- philosophical uh, American fiction, he penned a little mm. ditty called The Sirens of Titan. What else did he pen, Ben? Uh, he also did The Slaughterhouse Five. Right. Do you know that
0: one? Vaguely.
1: Okay, uh, he did the Slaughterhouse 5, he did Cat's Cradle, he did... What else did he do?
0: The song, The Cat's in the Cradle.
1: The Cat's in the, the, cat's the Cradle in the with a Silver, silver
0: spoon. spoon. That one, that was Kurt yep, Vonnegut. The one.
1: Oh, I got that good. name wrong, hang on, let me check that.
0: Little, Little boy, anyway, I'll sing uh, while you check it. Little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you're coming home, son, I don't know when. Keep going. No I don't know the lyrics Come on Ben What are you checking there What are we talking about Cat's Cradle
1: Kurt Vonnegut Oh my internet's Having a moment Michael Kurt
0: Vonnegut No it is Cat's
1: Cradle I was right Uh, (laughs) Never mind Michael Never mind I was absolutely right The whole damn time Mm. Uh, One of the things That Vonnegut Became very famous for Michael Is uh, Timey-wimey Quantum Backwards-forwards Time is, is More of an ocean Not a linear Line Kind of thing Right, and you yeah, can dip in and out line, as yeah. you go along, and those became some of the defining traits of of his fiction. He created a race, Michael, called the Tram Tramflador. Right, uh, and the Tram- the Tramflador are a Bunch highly advanced alien civilization that take advantage of what's called the will of the universe.
0: Oh, the, and force. the will
1: of the universe is when thoughts manifest into physical reality over a period of millennia. All right. So it, it, you, you kind of have to go... Look, if you're going to read Kurt Vonnegut, it's going to get confusing. That's that's what you have to understand about Kurt Vonnegut as you go along. But basically, this uh, features between two tycoon billionaires, Michael. The story takes place no. between two tycoon
0: billionaires. Uh, Jeff Bezos. One of whom... Sorry? Jeff Bezos.
1: Jeff Bezos... Or yeah. Malachi Constant.
0: Okay, that's Jeff Bezos, yeah. It's a it's parallel. <laughs> and
1: another man called Donald Rumford.
0: Donald Trump, okay, I got Donald it. Donald
1: Trump, yeah. Um, and Michael, it, it deals, the premise is pretty easy. Uh, Mars has been discovered.
0: No, I thought we've known about it for years, Ben.
1: <laughs> and uh, more more importantly, Mars has been, attempted to be colonised, but it turns out colonized, Martians were there. Right. And they weren't big fans, Michael. Oh. Um. In a very Blade Runner-esque kind of of way uh, Mars was colonized by humans, but over time that was forgotten and they became Martians and it became Martians versus Earthlings. Oh, very
0: clever. Okay. That's in Warhammer too. It's in War... Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it in Warhammer? Well, you know, humanity spread among the stars and then so much time and distance passed that colonies were lost and forgotten, leading to strange offshoots of humanity which were then rediscovered. Oh, that's really interesting, Michael. Yeah, it's cool. So I like that this,
1: concept. this tale takes place in the 26th century. Okay. Which is quite a few centuries from our own, Michael.
0: No, it's not. I would argue it's too close to our own for that to have happened.
1: No, it's quite it's quite it's quite distant from our own, Michael, for the purpose of this yeah. podcast. You wish no, it's, um, it's like
0: four it's it's four hundred years.
1: Yeah, four hundred years of, of societal collapse and, and reintegration. All right, I'll and, look
0: on a letter Kurt Vonnegut you get off the hook this time i think you need more time for that to be believable but look That's so th- so wait hold on hold on ben hold on. on are the martians humans or not uh, well we'll get into that there's, there's a, all right, all uh, right. Anyone, all right huh? go, on. go on go on so
1: anyway yeah. um it gets really interesting so uh, his name has disappeared from my brain Malachi constant is yeah. a billionaire Just and he call wants him to go Jeff Bezos explore the solar system and the universe and all that kind of thing and he has the money to do it so off he goes he's probably more of an Elon Musk Michael if you were okay. looking for a a parallel but anyway he goes out and he decides to just explore this and he's like look at me first billionaire to rock this vibe and then he comes across uh, Rumford and he's like oh I'm not the first billionaire to go out into space now Rumford is interesting and this is where it's, this is where it gets very 1960s Marvel uh, cosmic kind of vibes, Donald Rumford went out with his loyal dog Kazakh right uh a couple of a couple of years before, and he ventured into the cosmos and Michael he came into contact with uh the continuum he calls it the continuum, and the right. continuum transformed him into kind of a quantum being without corporeal body, right, so he kind of echoes throughout the universe, but there's one place, Michael, where he can take on a corporeal form
0: again. Right. Mars. And that's Venus. Venus. I okay. knew it was Venus. Even So when I said Mars.
1: meets Malachi Constant and says, right, come here to me. Come here to me. Come out to me here now in Venus. And we have a chat. A proper chat. Right. Yeah. And it turns out he's being tricked, Michael. Oh, no. He's being tricked. Um, and this is where the Tramflador race come into it and stuff like that. They have, they kind of travel through the universe and they find humans fascinating. So occasionally they'll visit into those worlds and stuff like that. And basically, not to spoil the heel and the reel of the jig, Michael, but it turns out that the entire universe in this novel yeah. is possibly the will of Rumford and Malachi Constant clashing against each other. So no. basically, the Tramflodors can move backwards and forwards through time, right? Kind of at will, but they can't influence things directly. So what they can do is they can set off dominoes. I see. And those dominoes can influence other things in time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and really, the central theme of this little shindig, Michael, is Good. is free will actually free will, or is it just a series and chains of events that we have no control over that roll forward and we think is free will and decision? It's pretty interesting, interesting, Michael, Michael. but the reason That's, I've chosen uh, it...
0: Well, hold on a second. Let me get a word in there for a second. That's not dissimilar to the theme and ideas behind the short story story. Um, the story of your life, which was remade as the film Arrival. Yeah, exactly. That's actually yeah, very good. <laughs> very thanks, good. That's exactly thanks. what that is. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've I've got some comments to make, Benjamin. I'd like to read this. I've never, I've never even heard of it. I don't I know think how you would, Michael. I don't know how. I've never heard of it. I'm gonna go this read. Butter now. your buns. I've bloody looked it up then and I tell you what the cover has a sexy lady on it, it like does. any old any old Edgar Rice Burroughs Warlords of Mars books <laughs> it's got strong Edgar Rice
1: Burroughs vibes
0: yeah yeah I don't think it's really it, it doesn't mesh with what you've just said about what's no, going on in the book it's,
1: it's marketing Michael it's
0: marketing marketing said we need a sexy lady in negligee on the cover of this book
1: also the title of the book Sirens of Venus um, sorry Sirens of Titan Jesus. Uh the Sirens of Titan are are a little bit uh, conv- it's very misleading. There are <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that concept yeah, yeah. This, of Sirens is not
0: This sounds like it's not going to be anywhere near as sexy as I was led to believe. <laughs> but it sounds um, fascinating.
1: It is pretty interesting, Michael. Um sorry, I said Venus twice in there. Venus does not feature. It's Titan, the moon yeah, of yeah, yeah. Mars. You're always I, going
0: on about Venus because you I don't know why I was going on song. about Venus.
1: I don't know why. I think Sirens and Venus kind of just went together yeah. in my head
0: for me. You're which, obsessed with the song uh, Venus by Bananarama Which
1: says a lot more about me than it does about anything else Yeah 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 um, <laughs> But I think Michael this would be a very relevant thing for our time and needs Purely because it's the really interesting concept of what wealthy people get to do
0: Yeah um, their power their power controls the world basically is what yeah, you're
1: saying Yeah but in, in so much as they are granted far more opportunity by merit of having more money mm. um. And I like the quantum timey-wimey stuff Yeah, yeah, yeah I just like that That's a bit of me That's a yeah, bit of yeah. me That
0: sounds, that sounds good I, I, Ben, I'm going to read that this week
1: I think you'll enjoy it, Michael I think you'll enjoy it And you'll be able I to get your full thoughts On
0: next week's episode Yeah, I like this episode so far, Ben Because there are two things uh, Well, I've read The Stand But there, the so far there are two cool recommendations have Benjamin you, What? Have you read The Whole Stand? Yeah, I've read many whole books you mighty, mighty man. I've read all of it as well, Ben. I, oh, I can't remember monster. which is. I can't remember which is longer. Are they about the same? I think they're about the same. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't read Stephen King's The Dark Tower though. It's too much. It's too much. Get out of here. It's it's one book that's about seventeen books long. Benjamin, nice. um, in 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 line with your prescience in recommending the stand when it's coming out as a TV show next month, is this also coming out as a TV show soon? No, it isn't. No, this could be cast no. by Ours Truly. Oh, that'd be good.
1: Um, so we might do that in the future, Michael, after you've read it, because I think that might okay, be... Okay, I'll uh, read it. I'll read it. ...a good way of doing it, Michael. We'll we'll okay. let you read it, and then we'll do a little fan cast in the future. I haven't read it. Yeah, I know. Once you've read it, Michael.
0: Yeah, yeah, I haven't read it yet, though.
1: You haven't read it yet, but when you when you do read it,
0: Michael... Then we'll, we'll have a chat about it, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it'd be good.
1: Uh, and finally, Michael, I've chosen one more, which is a bit more bit more David Attenborough, a bit more actual possible apocalypse for us as humanity um, and it's, it's by J.G. Ballard now if you don't know who J.G. Ballard is J.G. Ballard wrong
0: hmm? what's wrong with you?
1: what's wrong with you first of all but second mm. of all he's, he's pretty much is the man who said that there should be no limits in science fiction mm. so that should give you a rough notion of occasionally what that man will talk about in a science fiction novel
0: so he's Sometimes the opposite of Margaret Atwell
1: yeah. yeah It's pretty uncomfortable at times though Some of his novels uh, are are Pretty gross, Michael
0: Ah, oh, gross boy Okay, go on yeah. Something I'm interested Not, not have this me. one Not this one Because I'm not oh. into
1: grossing out the listeners, Michael I'm not into Yes, it. you are
0: Last week we talked about the film Tusk, Ben We're, Oh, yeah <laughs> wherein upon uh, Justin Long's character Is sewn into a walrus suit In fairness yep. None
1: of J.G. Ballard's novels Feature a yep. walrus suit yeah, well, there you go.
0: So, so it's not still not as bad as Tusk. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway, Michael, uh, the novel I've chosen from J.G. Ballard is The Drowned World.
0: Mm, I've heard of it.
1: Um, in his early career, um, in the early 60s, in 1962 is when this one was released. But in his early career, he wrote three novels called The Crystal World, The Drowned World and The Burned World. And they were completely uh, standalone novels. That looked at three very different, distinct ways the world might uh, drop into dystopia.
0: Yeah. Have we talked about this before? I don't think so. All right. Okay, go on then. Have we? No, I don't think so. It's just I've got a deja vu. Oh, fun. Fun fun
1: fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fun 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 That'll be the Tramflodors Influencing you Oh the will. Tramflodors
0: That influenced me from Or actress of, Amy Adams From the back of the universe Oh by the way uh, ben, You know I've been uh, Sorry to cut across you And this is entirely <laughs> irrelevant But you know I've been Keeping you up to date With celebrity appearances In Buffy and Angel <laughs> Yeah uh, There was a minor character in episode, In a season 5 episode Of Buffy Played by TV and cinemas Amy Adams No way Yeah she had about Six lines of dialogue What was she? She was, uh, she was Tara, okay, the lesbian witch. Oh. She was, her, she was her conservative cousin. Oh, Tara, the lesbian witch's conservative cousin. What a role! Yeah. The role of a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, I know. Xavier <laughs> Adams from TV and cinema. It's really fascinating watching back over those shows and seeing who went on to become famous. Christina Hendricks is in one episode of Angel. Get out of town. She has a single line. Oh wow! And is a busty bar wench. Oh a busty bar wench. Yeah, yeah yeah with a single line of dialogue. Anyway Ben, you were saying. Uh, so drowned The drowned world. world Michael
1: is set in
0: 2145.
1: Yes. Um as as a year so just to give you a little time scale on the future dystopia and things. And Michael, it's exactly what you'd imagine. Rising sea levels have pretty much submerged a lot of the earth and changed the climate and things like that. And Michael, that's very pressing for us because uh the glacier up there in in Norway has started to melt It's final melt And is Ah, expected And is expected To raise the sea levels By upwards of 7 metres
0: That seems unlikely Ben Which isn't great Which isn't great uh, Michael Ben I'm I'm almost certain That that's wrong by upwards of 7 meters michael 7 meters i i mean i i i suspect you don't know how much 7 meters is by upwards of 7 meters michael so do you mean 7 centimeters by upwards of 7 meters 7 michael. 7 whole meters all right well that sounds unlikely but okay we'll we'll carry on
1: by upwards of 7 meters michael yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah okay well it was nice knowing you <laughs> and hopefully we'll meet again in the post apocalypse <laughs> You Benjamin. would
1: definitely eat me for sustenance Oh yeah, no, no I wouldn't,
0: I wouldn't eat you I'd probably keep you in a cage Chop bits of you off And sell bits of you to other people
1: Well that makes more sense
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll be We could still do a podcast Yeah, yeah, absolutely And I'd sew you into a walrus costume Oh god It'd be gross And horrible oh, like the film <laughs> That Benjamin. actually
1: brings me to my strategy For the end of the world, Michael I would actually top myself There's no way I'm trying to take it <laughs> on an, an apocalyptic landscape I'm
0: not gonna win Gross I, Benjamin. I know Benjamin Benjamin, I've already seen this film. It's called Waterworld and it has Kevin Costner in it. <laughs> no. Um, he's he's so drinking Michael, his own piss.
1: This is set in London, and government is still very much a thing, so there's the British government. Right. Um and this one follows around Robert Carranz, Dr. Robert Carranz, who is kind of a, a biologist and ecologist who's trying to study what the world what the what the ecology of the world was actually like before the big event. Yeah. And to do that, he travels to something called the Lagoon. Mm, And the the Lagoon is a huge submerged section of former London. Right? Right. Yeah. And he goes there with Good enough for some parts of of London, Ben. Say again?
0: Good enough for some parts of London. (laughs)
1: Hey. Get them underwater. He goes there with his military escort and things like that. And he meets up with the lovely Beatrice. Yeah. Okay, and uh, she's, she's been studying at that site for many years. She's kind of a live-in researcher there. Right, right, right. And another, another doctor called Idens. I, I need to look up that name. I've definitely written it down wrong. But anyway, they meet there. And what happens is, Michael, as a, in, a, in kind of an interesting Stephen King callback, there's a plague of dreams, Michael. A plague of dreams again. And the, the people who live there are kind of visited by maddening visions as they sleep near the lagoon. Mm.
0: Um,
1: and it's not mystical in nature, Michael. It's far more, it's far more, you know, gases in the atmosphere or released gases from the lagoon just kind of it, mess with your mind a
0: little. It's science fiction.
1: But anyway, what it leads to, Michael, is kind of a ca- classic J.G. Ballard thing where Karans is a man of society and he he uses logic and, you know, education to try and make sense of the world gone to hell and things like that. And slowly, that thread is pulled out, and he's kind of unravelled by the maddening visions. And then, yeah, yeah. Michael, in what is the go-to science fiction dystopia play, we are introduced to the pirate character of Strangman. Oh, I love pirates, Ben. And he's kind of your classic Mad Max-style road warrior.
0: Okay, and he's got he's a like Gene Hackman's.
1: And the military escort abandons Korans and Beatrice and, and things like that. They run off because they go mad from the visions. And they're like, well, feck this. And so society mm, begins hear. to crumble for Korans and that kind of thing. And then comes Strangman. And Strangman is the more brutish adaptation to this new world. And it's very, very interesting, will, I won't spoil it, right? But the the... World of Korans meets the world of Strangman And there's bureaucracy and there's challenge and there's things like this All around the drowned world It's very interesting, Michael And I strongly recommend that you read it
0: Okay, it's, it's, it's the lowest on my list so far Fair Because I've already seen it adapted into a film It's called Waterworld Waterworld it Kevin, starring Kevin, Kevin Costner, Costner and, and Gene Hackman plays the, uh, the pirate It's not Gene Hackman I'm pretty sure it's, oh no, it's Dennis, Dennis Hopper. Hopper. <laughs> it's Dennis Hopper. <laughs> I'm always getting those two. I mixed would up. really like to watch Gene Hackman in Waterworld, though. Yeah, I know, it's Dennis Hopper. It's not Gene Hackman at all. <laughs> they Dennis are Hopper. very mixed uppy. Yuppie. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. And fair. Howard.
1: it's fair. So, those are my picks, ladies and gentlemen. Those are my picks for the, the retro second wave that you could take a look at.
0: Very good, and, Ben. I like all of those.
1: We, we did have one listener recommendation, Michael. We got in touch with this And it was uh, Sean Northridge And he said that uh, HBO should take a second crack At bloody John Carter of Mars
0: I strongly agree Yeah be good Be good Yeah yeah I I strongly agree I think it's ripe For the taking Now as we said When we talked about John Carter of Mars Ben many years ago One of the problems With John Carter of Mars Is so many of the things In it Were so formative In the genres Of science fiction Fantasy Yes that it comes off As pastiche now It comes off as Pastiche or derivative but imagine a, imagine a, a Lovecraft country esque backing to um, to a John Carter of Mars. I mean, mm, that's delicious. what you want, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what you want. It's what you want. That's what you um, want, Michael. And everyone should be in the nude. Yeah. Oh, nude. Yeah, everyone's in the nude. Yep.
1: Oh, excellent. Okay, so you want yeah, a fully nude John Carter of Mars?
0: Yeah, everyone in the nude. That would be great. I'd watch that, Ben. I don't know if I'd watch it for six seasons, but I mean. I mean there's so much It's ripe It's ripe Ben The other one we had Was a friend of the podcast Shane Who said that he would Love to see a modern Reimagining of the Princess Bride
1: Yes he said This is the rock I will perish on
0: The Princess Bride
1: Should be remade Possibly with someone Like Zack Schneider At the helm Yeah 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 I think it would Really benefit from More slow motion And CGI That's what he said Yes
0: exactly Yeah yeah And a little bit more Of a serious tone Yeah Because He he just um,
1: as he yeah, said, mind. Michael, the first one is too playful, too imaginative, yeah. and too tongue in cheek.
0: Yeah, so really pair it back to the original novel, um and and really really dive deep into the grim side of the Princess Bride.
1: What he also said was, I don't really go for that entire satire, turning the genre on its head shtick. Less yeah. of that, please.
0: Yeah, no, just keep it keep it original and faithful. He wanted and, uh, to see John Cena
1: as the dread pirate Roberts.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> John Cena. I actually think John Cena would be pretty good If they did remake it. If they absolutely had to remake The Princess Bride I think John Cena would be pretty good Other than he's not skinny enough But you know, they could see GM skinny <laughs> Starring The Rock Yeah, Benjamin uh, yeah. People are clamouring these days For a remake of Hocus Pocus And Hocus Pocus 2 has been remake. announced, Michael Exactly, Ben In this, the spookiest month of October so there's no need to worry about that, bringing that back for the moderns.
1: Oh, I don't know how that's going to go, Michael. It's pretty classic. I don't know why you'd even just do a remastered.
0: Yeah. Well, Ben, the thing about it is it's not that classic. Is it not? When it came, when it came out, it was an absolute cr- fi- yeah, financial and critical failure. Has it just become a kitsch icon then, Michael? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Disney can't explain why it became so popular.
1: I think When it came out, uh...
0: they were like, oh, no, we've made a mess of this. So
1: I, I genuinely read something about this, Michael. And it's to do with the drag community. Yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. The LGBTQ plus community.
0: Yeah, uh, there is Bette, some of a gay, right, gay for sure. Icon,
1: mm. And the Three Witches being very much in a drag aesthetic for a lot of the film. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Heavily makeups and things like that. It's. I think a lot of it has to do with that. It's just this mm. kitsch kind of...
0: Drag utopia <laughs> Yeah yeah And now it's it's basically dominates The month of October
1: Yeah it's great um, There is actually A fantastic group here I'm just gonna give them A little shout out Apropos of nothing Michael um, on, Look man. up Hocus Pocus Ireland On On Instagram Good they're, bunch of eggs They're great eggs And they do To my mind Michael The finest Hocus Pocus Cosplay I've ever seen
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very accurate Ben They have a book They have the book uh, yeah yeah They turned you into a cat Remember It Turns you into a cat um, yeah, Bloody You specifically And you were like I don't want to be a cat Yeah well Did I could do cat, the podcast
1: ben? Because Michael used to be like Ben what's your hot take on Miss Marvel And I'd be like
0: yeah, Meow meow Benjamin do you know the cat in Hocus Pocus I was reading a lot about Hocus Pocus this week Do you know the cat in Hocus Pocus Is the same cat from Sabrina the Teenage Witch Of course it is the, I mean the animatronic cat It's the same cat Oh I
1: thought you meant talking cats I thought you were doing a bit
0: no, no, no! It's the same cat. It's the same animatronic cat. That's from gas. both of them, isn't it? It's quite funny.
1: Witches galore for bloody yeah, yeah, animatronic yeah. cat Salem, uh, yeah, yeah. lads. That's it from us this week. That was a strange tangent at the end. Yeah, no, sorry, um, I went a bit
0: of a tangent there.
1: "Roll Tales," the witches has been remade as well, starring Anne. Did Hathaway. you see the
0: trailer with Anne Hathaway as the Joker? What's out going on? Out of nowhere.
1: nowhere. Out, yeah. out of nowhere. Anyway, we'll get into that, Michael, because there is an episode coming up where we'll be able to deal with all that. <clears throat>
0: All right, all right. We'll talk about that later. We Ladies probably should have mentioned that earlier. What are your earlier. big,
1: deep sci fi recommends? What are your sci fi deep cuts? What are your fantasy deep cuts? What, yeah. what what, what do you recommend, literarily speaking, to Michael mm. and myself? Do you get in touch with us. You can do so in the following ways. We're on the interwebs at www.shomrabyog.com.
0: It means tiny Roman Irish.
1: We're also on the Instagram at shomrabyog, S E O M R A B E A G.
0: Still means tiny Roman Irish, kind of.
1: Just so inconsistent with that bit. Um, you just keep missing the mark. Kind of, kind uh of. ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening to us on the L Spotify, Yeah do share us with your pals. If you're looking with for your any sci fi recommendations, go up there to the little three dots in the corner, tap it, yeah. go to share and share it directly, or put it on your tap Instagram that, story. Tap
0: that tap that link.
1: If you're on the L Apple Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, give us an L review. Give us an L review. Come on, we deserve it. We do this for an hour every bloody week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kept in a cage and fed to marauders on a post-apocalyptic landscape and I still do it. It's terrible. Yeah, just, li-
0: just little bits. Little just little
1: bits and pieces. Um, if you're listening to us on any of the other platforms that we're not really sure how you review on, figure out how to review on it and give us a review, please. Just give, give us a review, yeah. We'd really, really appreciate it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, next week we will be talking about sci-fi political systems, politics in space. Are we? Um, yeah, which was recommended to us by a good pal of the podcast, Dr. Cadwell.
0: Oh, that's a good idea. We can talk about the Klingons.
1: Here. Yeah, exactly. We're going to look at political structures in space. The Romulans. Um, but for this week, ladies and gentlemen,
0: that's it from us. Bye bye. We, we can talk about the Jem'Hadar. Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Next week, Michael. Next week. The Je- the Jedi Council, Ben. We can talk about them next week. Yeah, all right. We'll do that next week, will we? Yeah, next week. All right. I have okay. I'll, I'll see you next week then. I right. see you next week. Bye now. Bye. bye. I, uh, okay. See you. Bye. See you now. Bye. 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 <laughs> Yeah, bye, bye, bye. Bye. <laughs> bye, I'll leave you go. Bye, 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 yeah, 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 bye.